Welcome to the George Lynch Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Legendary Gear, the game call company that is legend by design. Well, folks, uh, we're talking about in the last podcast, talking about it's that time of year, you know, uh, turkey hunting's done. We're getting into summer. June has just hit us, and today is actually the first day. No, it's the third day of June, excuse me. But we're in the first week of June. But now is the time that I sit here and, and uh, you know, I'm really focused on hunting 365 days a year, whitetails, food plots, shooting my bow, uh, making sure my equipment, my arrows, you know, that I'm fine-tuned with my equipment. Um, you know, I'm not a golfer. A lot of guys into golfing. That's awesome. That's cool. We talked about that. This guy's fishing. I love fishing. I used to be hardcore fishing in Michigan. We caught tons of walleyes hunt fishing in Lake Erie. I grew up that way. But I wasn't a hardcore waterfowler, deer hunter, and turkey hunter when I was a kid. You know, we were hunting small game pheasants and rabbits, and we, uh, you know, the deer didn't start coming until the late 70s in southern Michigan. You know, it was more of a northern Michigan, but they started, the DNR did actually plant deer down there. So I wasn't really raised as the whitetail, but once I think I got into a a teenager, young teenager, uh, we started having more of a deer population in the summer, uh, southeastern part of Michigan. And that's where the whitetail, I kind of got bit on that as well. But as I got older, and I would say, you know, my late teens, early 20s, a young man anyway, but, uh, you know, waterfowl started clicking and, and I fell in love with waterfowl. And I remember my first uh, goose call was a Tim, Tim Grounds, um, the flute call that he had, which is a, a modified Olt A50. And I worked on that. It came with a bell on it. And I worked and worked, watched every video Tim made and cassette. Back then we had cassettes. He just kept practicing, practicing. And really, we didn't have anyone around us that uh, I would say we're hardcore. There's more, there's some duck callers, good duck callers, because we always had good duck hunting, and, you know, there in Michigan. But um, as the goose came, you know, I was probably getting where it started getting into the peak and starting growing. And um, I got my interest into that. And. And I, I remember my, probably where it really turned my my uh, wheels and, and goose hunting is when I uh, was a uh, night and hail cl- a mad clucker and started getting good on the mad clucker. But I would say the short read is where I really started turning around and, and, and more, I would say, had more success as a hunter back then. And like I said, the short reads, when they first came in, um, you know, basically everybody had the flutes. Or you had, uh, you know, the, the big river and, and, and those kind of calls. So the flute was, you know, was, was probably the major thing. Short read was definitely a different sound. And definitely, I, I think the success, it was success because everybody who was running the flute, you know, if it wasn't successful, everybody did switch over. And that's why today, if you look at probably 98, 90% of people who were, I would say, uh, there's a majority that all they run is a short read. And now I'd say there's a few 10% who are mixing in the flutes with the short read calling and uh, making it, you know, it's, it's, but short read is, is taking over. It's, it's, it's pretty much the, the market out there. And, you know, there's guys who are awesome on tube calls and which sounds amazing. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a, to me, a finesse call, but it's a super hard call to learn. Flutes are good. Flute has a sound, and you still kill them. 
but I like to use, and I use a flute, but I like to use a flute in the late season, uh, something in a different sound after they've been pressured. So it's good. But what we're going to talk about here, you know, with the season coming up, now's a good time to work on your calling and now to start working on that. And we're going to, everything that I'm going to be working with on the short, is going to be on a short read. It's going to be on our legendary gear line. And um, like I said, I've spent ooh, a good 30 years, probably 25 years uh, designing and making calls. And I have to say that, you know, you learn stuff through the years and there's stuff that I liked and the thought, stuff that I thought that, you know, you never get better. You know, there is tweaks and, and things that you do that changes. And uh, I would say where I've probably changed the most and, and probably grown the most was making uh, different types of calls. And and I do have a kind of a call that is my favorite um, and probably two styles that, you know, it's a toss up either one, but it's a short call. Um, I tune them, they're a little bit, they're more aggressive, they're fast, but you know, we make, which it takes more advance of a caller. Our old man, which was chosen in Wildfowl Magazine 2022, was top pick in, in, in the goose call division is an easy call. It's a call that I designed that was, you know, probably close to one of our favorite calls that we had in Lynch Bob line. It was the goose noose and, and uh, kind of went with that in the insert. I changed the insert a little bit, a little more of a flare type instead of the straight bore we had in the goose noose. And I put a little bit more of a glodo open in that barrel to give more of a fuller sound. Um, it's about any of you guys, if you're, it's about the length, it's our longest call in the, in the lineup, but the length will be real close to the old goose noose that we made. Any of you guys uh, have one out there. We're, the big difference is that is in our gut system and we're using the Game Changer Guts, uh, which is a, a deeper broken in gut to give you great transition from note to note. Um, a little bit you can get on the deep end. It's good on the spit notes. You can get, uh, it's just on the transition of the note. It's going to be smoother. You're going to break into that next note because as the reed comes down, it's already got a broken channel. It, it's not trying to break its way down. It's already got that groove. So it's the vibration as it comes through. It's a gradual transition. So you, it's going to give you, you know, a little bit more rasp and a, a smoother sound and uh, what you're going to be able to get out of that call compared to a call that we had there, we used uh, unbroken in guts. So, you know, that's the lineup we have, you know, that one I have the, the alpha, which is a, a, a shorter call, a little bit tighter insert you can gain. The alpha was actually designed uh, years ago, close to what the stage reaper we had, that was more of a contest call. Um, we opened the barrel again on this one, made it a little different, but it is, uh, if you're a guy in a contest caller, I would say our alpha was right up there with probably the contest. Same thing with the broken in guts. But we have uh, the Omega. I have the Exit and the Little Ripper. And I would say that the Exit and the Little Ripper are my two favorite. They're both, uh, the, we've got tight inserts on them. They're going to give you quicker, uh, more back pressure in there. I can get quicker notes. Shorter uh, from the barrel to the to the reed, the shorter barrels. Um the Ripper is actually our shortest call in the lineup. It's three and three quarters inches. And it's got a little bell, a little fat bell that sits in your hand fits in. And it just, you can hope run it open-handed. It's got a short barrel. It's got uh, a short uh, in diameter inside that opens up just around that gut to 
then caps that to air and push that air right into that reed to give you more snap. So this call is basically, it's an easy call to run, but it's gonna give you a lot more speed and a lot more aggressive. But that's something that we'll get down on. But I'm gonna start with a lot of the guys, you know, here we are in the off season and you can do this, you know, watching TV, you can do this when um, down in the workshop, but now it's time to go out in the garage. And, you know, if you would just take 15 minutes a night and work on a certain thing each night. And of course, you, you know, as the week goes, you're gonna gain more. As the month goes, you're gonna get better. And when you got several months go by, you're gonna be a lot more efficient than you were the year before. And that's what we're always doing. One day each day is about improving something in our life and making one step forward. It's always one step forward. So if you could take, you know, 15 minutes a night, and I know the young guys are busy with kids and sports and, and everything like that, but we sit on our phone and text message and watch on Facebook for 15 minutes. And that's all it takes is just set the phone away. You're doing something more positive with a goose call anyway. But uh, we're gonna get into talking and this is what you wanna start practicing. And I'm gonna start out with the guys who are, you know, just getting into calling or guys who are not very good callers and wanna improve. And again, you know, hand position is important, but it's the thing that I would put later on the list and, and trying to be started in a call. To me, what's important is tongue position, but it's the air pressure. Air presentation and anything we run, and I mentioned this before, is the most important thing, how the air is presented. Anything between the tongue and the mouth position and everything is a channel that pushes the air through. And that is, that's all it is. It's just the tube that the air is passing through to get to the gut. Its destination is that gut and you're channeling it there so the wall, it's a wall, and the, the, the throat where I have the push point, which I said is just below the Adam's apple. If you, when you suck in and you stop, suck all your air, and when you stop and you wanna push it, you're pushing from that, the, the point right between the collarbones, right underneath your Adam's apple. That's what I call the push point. And I'm not blowing, I'm actually pushing the air from there. Like I said, your mouth is a channel, the tongue is a channel, and the tongue will be that thing that sits at the end and, sh and shuts the air off, which is being pushed with the pressure behind it. And keeping that pressure behind it and pushing the tongue up, it's gonna give you that snap and the, uh, in the, that crack at the end. So air presentation is everything. So we're gonna start, in, a, in my lips on this, we have a great, uh, it's the, lip that we design on the on mouthpiece of this call is very comfortable but it sets we're pretty much it keeps your mouth with your top lip up to the top of it you you push your top lip the bottom lip goes underneath the bottom of the rim of the mouthpiece just like you're going to drink a bottle of uh, coke you know it's that's how you're going to do it your mouth tight and i like to put more pressure on my top lip and keep my bottom lip it's still sealed but I'm not pinching it hard because I'm actually, and especially on a duck call, we'll get in that later, but I'm actually, I can use my lips to help push that air and finishing my note. And that uh, we'll get talking about. But once I grab that call, it's very easy with the air point. We got the push point below the Adam's apple, but I like to, uh, 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 doing that
that's getting the buzz and that call. And you see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm starting my air slow and increasing, but I want to get one solid note of that, of this goose call. Once I've gotten that, and my lip or my tongue, what's important about it, uh, I like my tongue instead of rolling it behind my bottom teeth. I like to take the tip of my tongue, and I and the tip of my tongue goes behind my teeth, so it kind of angles my tongue back, and that way it, I can use the tip of my tongue to help rise up and, and close that note. If I use a flat tongue and and do what you can do it, it's just I can't you know once I get advanced and get going a little faster and, and into the spits. It's just too much tongue movement. I can get everything I want to my trains and, and tightening that, that channel. I can use the tip of my tongue better to close and tighten that channel or open the channel. With a flat tongue that goes behind your teeth, you're basically just got one channel. So start learning, putting the tip, the tip of my tongue behind my bottom teeth. <sighs> Once we get the, uh, I like to get a uh, up, 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 and it's a hop, hop, but I'm saying it with my voice. And the reason I use the H because your air presentation, I'm trying to get you away from trying to blow through the call and puff the cheeks. But your air presentation, what I'm saying from the on the bottom of your Adam's apple, I'm trying like I'm fogging a mirror. <sighs> So the H sound gives me that air presentation like I'm trying to fog, except my mouth isn't wide open. My mouth is now a tight channel. So I'm pushing that air from the push point into the, like I said, from the over the tongue and into that tone channel. By using the up sound and finishing my air behind it, it's gonna give me this. tip of my tongue behind my bottom teeth it's pretty simple when I go uh, the tip of my tongue is actually going to float up and push against my roof of my uh, my teeth and the top of my bottom lip or the bottom of my top lip I had excuse me it's going to push towards that you're not going to touch the top lip but it's going to push towards my top lip so that's what and pushing the air behind it is breaking the call so that is now is so easy running this call through the old man with broken guts. So once that's going to get you onto the honk and cluck, and we talked about that. So you're going to start working on that. You should get this real quick. And once you get this quick, and, and if you have problems, you know, you need to get a hold of me and I can listen to you, FaceTime, see what you're doing wrong. But once you got this, it's just easy to start working on your clucks. And for, like I said, so I'm going to start. So 
work that, you know, work for a week. Start going out there 15 minutes. Work on, once you said, once you've got to know what you're doing, forget about the, the huh and up. And it's just, that's teaching your air control, voice control. Once you've gotten that, just start now, start working on the clucks. And get them to, they sound goosey, record yourself. You know, and then one of the biggest thing is you want to make sure that you're not. I want to get nice and clear. I'll put my rasp in the beginning, but. Once you got that cluck, we're going to start speeding that cluck up. Again, you know, work a week on one cluck. Next week, start working on, on just doing faster clucks. <laughs> start working on variations of speed, and then you start learning how to use your Adam's apple, how to pop that air quicker, you know, and, and that tongue is working in, in, in uh, sequence with the air coming up and shutting that note, you'll start learning that moving that tongue back and forth with the air behind it and you'll get that fast. <laughs> now, the hand, the hand position, now I'll start talking the hand position. Once we get to this point where we can cluck and get the fast cluck, I'm gonna start working on the hand position. So if you're right-handed, left-handed be opposite what I'm telling you. Right-handed, you want to put the end of the call in the apex of your thumb and forefinger. Now, I like to run my forefinger up on the call, leaving my middle finger on the rim of the bottom of the insert of the call. So it sits there, and the reason I like that, then my ring finger and my pinky actually come down and touch the palm of my hand. My offhand is cupped with the thumb pushing against my forefinger, making a cup like I was gonna drink water. I like to put thumb to thumb and what I actually, for me personally, you know, you can do the thumb to thumb up top, but I like to raise my left thumb just underneath the knuckle of my right thumb. To me, it works a better gap, it makes a better pocket because this, this offhand is what's gonna give you your different resonance of your goose sound. So work all the time you can do it while you're watching tv hold the call all the time in your hand get it get it so it's comfortable in your hand thumb put make sure your thumb and four fingers up on the call your middle fingers on the ridge the other two are gone you see that you'll have a little pocket open you don't want to check uh, choke that call off with way too much back pressure work with your off hand coming up there and just watch as you're watching TV and look at yourself and make sure that everything's closed up and you'll see that you'll have an open pocket. You don't want your fingers of your left hand going past the middle knuckles of your right hand. You want that sound to go forward. So it isn't about how tight you, tight you keep it. I actually uh, angle my left hand out towards in front of me to make sure that I'm pushing. That's where I want my sound to go. Now I can rotate it a little bit to get a little bit hollower. It's gonna create a little more back pressure. So if the geese were in close, I could just. <laughs> to get that little bit, or I can open it up a little bit. 
see how that opens up the difference in tone. So you can learn and play with, uh, play with that. And like I said, holding that's now when the hands are coming in, they're gonna be important. Now that we got that cluck. So you're working on, and you can work on the hands. Once you start your cluck, you know, start working with those hands all the time. Like I said, watching TV or wherever you're just sitting there, always hold that call in your hand. So it's, it's creating muscle memory. So whenever you grab that call, it's right in that hand. You're ready to run and start calling. It's just like you know your batting grip on a, on a bat. You you're not going to sit there and wait and get up there and you know you're going to go up and try. You're not going to play around and see which way it feels. You're going to have a position on that bat where you grab that bat. It's it's there every time. You grab the same way every time. So that's kind of like my hand position on the call. Now that we worked that you got a solid cluck. I'm going to start teaching now. You can work, start working the, you know, the next week on doing nothing but this double cluck. And it's... And what I'm going to do is my offhand, I'm going to just raise my fingers up and use it in voice inflection. Hear the air pressing through there? And it's going to give me... just moving my fingers up I'm putting more air on that second note and it's giving me this double cluck so now you can play with this because when you're first starting you're probably gonna get And that's probably a good way to go you know that week start working on, on this double cluck because guys are always now they got the cluck they want to learn the double cluck and then you just you can start working it faster and you'll start getting that feel you know i can tell you the, the air presentation that you have to practice and you do have to feel it. You can have Phil Nicholson tell you everything. This is what I'm doing hitting this golf ball. I have to have my swing here, my hand, my head has to be here. This is where I'm placing my feet. As I swing through, wow, he makes a beautiful drive straight down the fairway. You go up there and you understand what he's doing, but you got to feel that. You got to start, you know, smacking and connecting with that ball and start getting that muscle memory. And that's the same way with goose calling. And once you get that, you'll start knowing you know that start running it once it clicks then you'll start running you'll know when you mess up and all every time you'll record yourself but like i said 15 minutes a night now i got that double cluck that you're going start when you want to get the two different pitches and it could be two different geese or it's just that aggressive double cluck that the geese will do and i'm again i'm going to raise my and I'm gonna push that error a little harder and, and raise my offhand just a little bit to get this. Start practicing that. Start practicing and getting that sound. And you know, work and that's all you're gonna do that week. Next week, that's what I'm saying. We're starting now, so now you know, don't try to rush and go ahead. Make sure that you have everything clean of what you're doing as you're recording yourself. 
you can record it and send it to me too. You can text it to me and I can unlisten to it and tell you what you're doing wrong or if you got it right, what you need to do next. But I mean, I'm willing to do that. But once I'll start working and start working on the clocks, you can do them slow. <laughs> or once you got that down, start speeding them up. faster and um, now you're going to start getting aggressive and you're start going to you know it's now you're going to start coming and sounding like a goose hunter when it starts getting their season and you're getting plenty of time to work on that building that muscle memory you got the you know so we worked on the, the clock we worked on a double clock and the next thing I want to teach you is a honk and, or the moan not the honk but excuse me the moan moan is real important because 90% of the time when I'm calling geese, I do a thing in a mixture of rhythm that we call cluck and moan. And you probably heard other guys talk about that. So we're clucking and moaning. So I wanna, I'm gonna sit there and, you know, we're, let's do the moan first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tip of my tongue is behind my teeth. and I'll turn the call around again start and start speeding it up now, once you start getting that moan, work all week on that moan. And once you get that moan, you start understanding, then you'll learn to, to play with the voice inflection, the air presentation, and start changing that moan. combination of changing my air presentation putting more little rasp in my throat and then when I talked about rotating keeping the hands in position but what I did is I moved that left hand parallel with my right hand and made it a pocket which kind of closed the opening in the front gave more of a hollow sound in, into my hand that has got to come with practice and you hear how goosey it sounds and it's so easy to do it's just that you've got to understand how to get there and then you've got to practice to make even perfect practice to make perfect now we talked about the cool thing once you get that then you can start working now the following week we're going to start working on the cluck and moan then we did the Clucking and moaning. Guys, 
if, if all this that you learn and don't worry about the spit notes and, and everything else. And, and if you can learn this cluck and moan and learn to put it and read the geese and hit them at that time, you speed it up or you slow it down, you will be on the start of hanging more geese on your lanyard and putting them on the ground and finding more success, shooting them with that gun that you've been practicing with, you'll get more geese into your, in, closer into you. And it's just, I'm gonna give you a different sequence here. sequence reading the birds you know if they're coming in you got them back off just kind of hit a little bit of moan little cluck if they start to swing then you hit that start re speeding up your cluck and that moan again and you start speeding it and you know you got it they start you know swinging get back into that circle you can finish them off the next thing I'm gonna work on is I'm gonna work on this moan moan is I'm telling you it's a good little confidence call if you got a guy who's really not a good caller and has struggles you know you can't get really the good goose quality that's the guy you want to just say dude just learn to moan because you know when, when guys talk about calling together uh, it might be in contest guys will blow the same contest and just try not to step over each other and they call this flowing but to me in the field buddy calling is each guy calls his strength but each guy is actually kind of doing something different and i use the analogy if you were to walk into a room and a big party going on not everybody talks with the same tone not everybody has the same voice not everybody's having the same conversation so you might have someone over here whispering who's talking and they're real quiet and you know because you know they're talking about somebody so they're gonna and then you got the guy over there likes to tell jokes and he's the kid you know he's the jokester and, and then you got the guy over here you know he just kind of whines all the time ah, i'm just so you know everyone i'm trying to say everything's different same way of having your guys so the great thing is to get everybody involved i mean you got one guy who's too old or doesn't know how to call he could be the flag guy but when we get to, to this guy who's not a great caller but wants to learn to call he could be part by learning just to murmur and the murmur is all geese a lot of geese will do it it's a thing that they do on the ground it's because of excitement and and then aggressiveness again too that hey i found my spot you better stay away i got my spot you know so that and what I'm doing with that is I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna put my hand position where I'm gonna actually do the cup where my hands are parallel now, not angled like I'm, I'm calling geese in the distance. I got more of my hands are cupped, leaving that open hole in my left hand, and they're they're parallel. And then tip, you know my tongue is gonna actually close that channel a little more in my mouth, so my my tip. I'm gonna actually this one I'm gonna roll the tip of my tongue down just a little bit so I'm pushing you know everything open at the end of my mouth 
is kind of opening up and I'm using that tongue to drop down now because I'm not making the sharp noises. I'm just wanting to pull more air and slower air that opens up that mouth to get that tone channel to vibrate to get that low murmur. And what I'm doing is so simple. Tip of my tongue more flat against my back of my teeth. W-H-O-W, whoa, whoa, but I'm saying it at the base, it's like your ventriloquist, so you're pushing that, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nah, Great little murmur right there, have the guy learn to do that. It's easy to learn, he's just... Uh, getting his hands in one position, not changing them, and he just from the bottom of the throat, whoa, whoa. And that's something that he can learn, and that guy could practice as well. It's good for you to learn because I want you to practice on that, and then I'll teach you when we start getting more a little more advanced on, in another podcast how to take your and, and speed that up and you learn how to get a rhythm of that because that right there, a moan that can be sped up with a cluck in it is a great finisher when geese are trying to shortstop you. But you learn with that, and like I said, now's the time to get practicing, and um, now's the time to start calling and work. And remember, perfect practice makes perfect. Anybody got any questions, like I said, you can reach out to geodlynch at gmail.com. You can email me, you can uh, FaceTime me, text me. My phone number is 603-558-0359. I want to work with you. I want to help you guys. I can, I'm can. i sure that we got a call in our lineup that's fit for you. And all you got to do is send me some questions, what you're looking for. But now is the time to get it pinned down. Come in the fall, all you got to think about now is, is tipping toenails in. So anyway, hope you enjoyed this. If you like this, please uh, like it, share it. And always remember, hunt safe, hunt smart. And may the good Lord be your guide. Well, I'll be out there, rain is shining, all a part of the great design. Bring it on, I can never get enough. Because that's what legends are made of.